Warning, the Our Voice podcast contains explicit language and may not be suitable for listeners of all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to United Not Silence, the Our Voice podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Montrulo. I'm joined by my co-hosts, uh, LaDonna Loki. Hello. And Adrian Higgins. Hi. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Busy week. A lot happening. <laughs> really? I, I didn't notice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, a lot of shit happened this week. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, the show's gonna be a little looser than normal this week because, uh, so much shit happened that I, there's just no way we're gonna get to it all if I, if I go through any news, all these news stories, but I just wanted to give a quick rundown and we can kind of talk about, uh, each of the things, uh, as they come up. Um, I aged 10 years just yesterday. Oh my so. God. But you know what? I, I did in stressing out, but I gotta say... It has been a real satisfying two days, if, if you're not a fan of the Trump <laughs> administration. I mean, how many L's can you take in a row before you just like, fuck it, I'm just not going to be president anymore? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. All right, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to some of the some of the stuff that's happened uh, this week. But um, so a couple of things that happened this week just outside of, of Trump land. Um so Jeff Bezos officially, uh, <laughs> that bug eye motherfucker, officially the richest man in the world. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> He's a jerk. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's my thought. Just past I've been Gates. looking at. Yeah, I've been looking at alternative shopping, you know, places I can get food, you know, health food because I don't want to support him. He sucks. Yeah, can't go to whole paycheck anymore. <laughs> whole paycheck. That's funny. <laughs> All of uh, our um, monopoly uh, oversight, they must be just snoozing because <laughs> the empires that are being created oh in this God. country, it's just insane. But, you know, not just media, but, you know, supply chain, everything. I mean, antitrust laws haven't been efficiently, uh, uh, like, sufficiently applied, I think, in decades. I mean, yeah, you know, starting with Reagan, really, and then just continuing into Clinton with all the deregulation and the deregulation of the telecoms industry and all this bullshit. I mean, they, they've just been chipping away at all any kind of regulation about, you know, and any kind of trust busting um, uh, regulation. So it's just. <laughs> yeah. And now with the executive order that what is it for every new regulation they make, they've got to get rid of two or something like that. I mean, it's oh, just. So <laughs> just so stupid really is he's just such a fucking buffoon it's unbelievable um so yeah that happened uh also i you know someone brought this up to me there was a story also this week apparently uh washington post reporters are uh prohibited from saying or even tweeting anything negative about any of their advertisers so 
Really living up to that slogan of uh, democracy dies in darkness. You know what? That's going to be great, though, because any corporation that doesn't want any hit pieces done on them, all they got to do is throw a few bucks their way. Yeah. And uh, who are they going to be allowed to talk about anymore? It's almost like people pay the Washington Post for favorable coverage. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. What are you thinking? That's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, I do, I, you know, as much as I hate Trump, I do love how he always calls them the wa Amazon Washington Post when he tweets about them. Oh, I didn't hear him say that. That's he, pretty he'll, great. He'll tweet like the Amazon Washington Post said that I, I, I do wish he would say the CIA Amazon Washington Post, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get And there. Whole Foods. <laughs> Whole Paycheck, as you call it. We need to come up with a funny conglomerate name that's short. That's like two sentences. That's like two or three words. <laughs> It's like uh, the whole CIA post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, the whole Amazon CIA post. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that happens. Uh, they're, they're fucking awful. They're an awful newspaper. Um, <laughs> there was a story. Uh, so NBC News, I, I don't know why they're doing this, but I guess somebody is, you know, instructed them to, are starting to smear uh, Jeremy Corbyn now the same way they smeared Bernie. I don't know if you guys saw that this week. But they, they, Who was it? Corbyn uh, in the UK. The, no, no, no. Uh, NBC, NBC. Oh, NBC. News. NBC News. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, no, it was, it was real ridiculous, and it's also because he's, you know, as, as popular as he's ever been, he's like six points or eight points ahead. Of Our Labor billionaire and, overlords are starting to get worried. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> so you know, I mean, it doesn't really affect us, but it's just I see them doing the exact same thing they did to Bernie. You know, I, I'm sure you guys remember in the primaries. The CIA, Amazon, Whole Foods, Washington Post ran <laughs> uh, 16 negative stories about Bernie Sanders in, six, in 16 hours, I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're fucking so transparently awful and, you know. It's still happening. These dust-ups are, are continuing. Um, it's like, yeah, they... And it, and now it's not just Bernie; it's it's any progressive. So no, it's anybody, right? And it, and, and they're getting so blatant. I mean, I <laughs> fucking Eric Garland on Twitter—that just clown <laughs> of a human being—is just. I, I mean, I, I don't think I I I think his the level of anti-Semitism in his latest tweet storm about Bernie has to be on par with like Rich anything Richard Spencer's ever tweeted. Like it's got to be. It was so thinly veiled of like this motherfucker, like. And these and and these are the resistance. So you know, the but the Jewish community doesn't come out for Bernie. They won't. They won't defend Bernie. Like they'll allow that anti-Semitism to sit there. I'm not going to hear Dershowitz. We're not going to hear well, Dershowitz, Dershowitz about is a that. Fucking horrible human. I mean, Dershowitz is everybody's awful. everybody's an anti-Semite. But then you know something happens to Bernie and his lip is sealed. Well, yeah, no, I know because a lot of prominent voices in in news media, at least, tend to be neoliberal. So it's it, nobody defends Bernie. It's very they're far right. and few between. But yeah, it, well, it's and I don't know if that's because of his stance on on Israel and you know the two state solution, or well, that's, if that's just that's the only reason they haven't called him an anti semite because he's Jewish. <laughs> they would love to smear yeah. him as an anti semite, but they just you know find other shit to smear him about because he's got a reasonable position on. You know, Palestinian human rights and things like that. Right. He believes that they're human beings. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what a fucking anti-Semite. Um, so that was happening. Um, uh, we're just out there. There's so many smears this week, I couldn't even keep track. There was that. Also, Eric Garland did a whole DSA smear tweet, uh, you know, game theory thread or whatever the fuck he called. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
Well, you know, they they just announced that I think their convention is going to be have five times more people than it did two years ago. So there is something happening in this country. And I think, you know, the powers that be are are getting nervous. And they are getting nervous. And it's so transparent that they're just terrified and punching left as hard (laughs) as they possibly can because they know they're losing. We're gaining so much ground. I mean, it's it's just fucking astounding to see how, how far we've come in such a short time. Um, so they're shitting their pants because they know when we take over, we're not going to let them keep their jobs. We're going to throw them out, you know, <laughs> throw them I out on I just can't even asses. imagine the fear mongering that's going to happen as we get closer into the 2018 elections. You, yeah, you know, I was so strong in the last election and, <laughs> and I know, you know, they're going to just tell everyone you're dividing the left and you need to fall in line. And it's like, no, people are done this time. They're not going to do you're it. Dividing the left by having principles. You, you, you fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can keep trying that and find again that the millennials are unwilling to do that. Right. You know, how many than... times is going to have to happen? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing I always say is the millennials know how to research on the internet because we literally learned how to research on the internet in school. Yep. Right. We're the first. And the older generations, like baby boomers, have trouble distinguishing what's real and what's not on the internet. Are you going to make fun of our card catalog? You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a boomer, but <laughs> those were the good old days, man. <laughs> no, but it's true. We, we 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 come from a generation where we don't believe bullshit because we've just grown up on the internet our whole lives, pretty much, or most of our adult lives. So, yeah, they, they can do all the bullshit and smearing they want. We know what's really going on, so they can, you know, have at it. Um, also Joy Reed, uh, my, my favorite person in the the entire world, uh, was smearing fucking American hero, Chelsea Manning in a really weirdly transphobic tweet storm. I don't know if you saw that the other day. No. What was that one? She was just like, just really being a fucking shithead. Basically saying that like what Chelsea Manning did was like unhinged and like, well, I don't support what, what Chelsea did and. Maybe if maybe if X, Y, and Z didn't happen, it wouldn't. She wouldn't have been so volatile. Like she fucking exposed war crimes. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Why do you fucking call yourself a leftist? Like what the fuck? Oh wait, okay, here it is. Um, this is totally unprompted too. There is zero evidence that being trans prompted Manning to download that info and hand it to WikiLeaks. By the way, this is all in her fucking crusade against WikiLeaks. Because yeah. she wants to discredit them because they don't agree with her fear-mongering on Russia. Um, so in the process, she's, you know, being trans... Uh, so it was... Uh, there's zero evidence that being trans prompted Manning to download that info and hand it to WikiLeaks. Uh, but wouldn't Who have said it... there was? Nobody. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that, but that, was, that was the transphobic thing. She was like... Act, so, uh, but wouldn't having a person feel supported by the institution... Uh, reduce the chances that they that they'd act out in any way. Just a thought. Act out what? like I'm sorry. She exposed like heinous fucking war crimes. Did you watch the videos that she like? What the? I I I can't with her. She's such a fucking. It's unbelievable how. I think I missed that because I unfollowed and Garland the same thing. That was my my last straw with him this week. I you know sometimes I follow you know for entertainment or whatever and then I do something I just I can't anymore. She's just so willing to debase herself for fucking money. It's so obvious because she used to be fairly progressive. You know, she everyone keeps linking that tweet she had in 2010 about how. Bernie Sanders was the future of the Democratic Party and his voice would be <laughs> silenced. 
I want to uh, get that in a banner on the wall. Fuck up and joy. Yeah, really. I'd love to like buy a, a billboard on her route to work and like just. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, uh, so here's some more tweets for because she had a whole storm and there were some even worse. I'm no fan of what Manning did, but isn't it arguable that if she had access to Reese? Oh, because oh, so this was after the trans ban from the military. Oh, that I didn't yeah. add that to the rundown. Another fucking horrible thing the Trump administration did. Um, Which I mean, I think is a distraction. He he announces yeah. this by tweet, and the military are caught with their pants. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't even know that this has any teeth. I think it's just it does. Yeah, something he. Doing for distraction. It doesn't. And then later on, I think the Pentagon said that's not going to happen. We're not going to like kick people out or we're not going to start asking people. Um, But also, apparently, this is we've never really allowed trans people in the military for the most part. Like it was something that Obama had just gotten around to at the end of his term and it was scheduled to go into effect. So, again, you know, bullshit incrementalism and half assing it leads to. Real easy to overturn it if it hasn't even been instituted yet. So everyone was up. Well, yeah, and WAPO did a study that talked about you know the amount that the military spends on Viagra alone. Um, you know, was like I think six, five or six times the amount that that they projected so, would be spent with any kind of um, you know gender reassignment surgeries. That's just Viagra. That's not even counting Cialis or any of the other erectile dysfunction drugs. So, so estimated that. Gender reassignment surgery costs about eight point four million a year, which is a fucking pittance for anything Nothing. defense budget. Just Viagra, Cialis, all the ED drugs, just to get give, and I totally support that because they fuck those people up beyond repair. I mean, PTSD alone. Like I support anything that helps any soldier when they get back home to live a more enjoyable life. I totally support, but just that alone, the ED drugs, eighty four million dollars, so ten times as much. They estimate that that costs. So for them to say that they wouldn't pay for gender reassignment surgeries, it's not a budget thing. Nobody thinks it's a budget thing. It's purely political. And he did it because he's, I think at least, because he's uh, <laughs> uh, cyberbullying Jeff Sessions on Twitter. And <laughs> I think he, th- <laughs> I think he, he thinks it that. It happened to a nicer elf, man. I know, right? <laughs> I, it's like we're so conflicted because it's like, oh, he's being an asshole, but I fucking hate Jeff Sessions. I hope he quits. I hate Jeff Sessions. Oh. I really do. Um, but I just can't imagine my boss. Everything we about today, by the way, is going to tangent into <laughs> 15 things. Um, but so I think he's doing that to shore up support with the really rabid, deplorable yeah. portion of his base because he's like, oh, shit, they're going to be mad because Jeff Sessions is like uber conservative on every issue. So I think that's why he did it. But all the way back to the Joanne Reed thing, because she so she tweeted this after the trans military ban, because Chelsea Manning was, you know, obviously everyone looked to uh, to her for uh, guidance during this because she was trans and in the military. And, you know, she had some great stuff to say. And then she went down to the White House to protest with the people protesting outside. So that was awesome. That's Um, nice. I didn't know about that. I I saw that. uh... Tammy Duckworth said, you know, that when she was getting rescued and, you know, pulled out that it didn't matter to her what gender identity or anything else the person rescuing her was, which I thought was nice. She was just saying, look, you know, if if somebody's willing and they want to serve and all that, hey, let them. It'd be nice if all the Democrats came out and said, hey, you know, what Chelsea Manning did was actually real service to the country because she exposed war crimes, but (laughs) they're not going to do that. So, but no, so here's what Joanne Reed said. This this is the full tweet. I'm no fan of what Manning did, which already, whatever, okay. Uh, but isn't it arguable that she'd have, uh, if she'd had access to reassignment, that she, 
this is so fucked up that if she had 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 access to reassignment that she would have been less volatile and vulnerable uh i interviewed the soldier who turned manning in he told me manning was getting into fights uh and one a woman officer was struck and this is just a fucking smear like why would you even bring this up like what the fuck is wrong with uh and lacks strong friendships in the company uh there's a lot going on family-wise etc which happens to non-trans troops too yeah, maybe because she was fucking miserable because she was, you know, she had gender dysphoria and, like, um... Oh, also, she knew they were killing innocent people by, like, the, the hundreds. Yeah, she was, like, so disillusioned <laughs> with the military, you think I'm that, sure. that makes you feel okay? You think you're not gonna be fucking fucked up for knowing yeah. that really horrible shit is going down on your dime and your watch? She, she's been... We're all paying for this. So what Joanne Reed basically was saying was the thing that, like, far-right, like, assholes try to say and try to call trans people, like, mentally ill. That's basically what she's saying. She's saying... Yeah! Like, Being it, ignorant. it's so transphobic and, like... But it's all in service of her fucking crusade on this Russish thing and her crusade against WikiLeaks, who she tries to smear constantly by tweeting <laughs> lies. She constantly says... WikiLeaks disproven, blah, blah, blah. And Julian Assange is always like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, we're not. And Julian Assange <laughs> hates women because he replied to her. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, I know. She, she sucking smeared him, and then she's like, looks like he hates women or some shit like that. And it's like, this has nothing to do with you being a woman. He didn't mention gender. I, I don't get how he, like... You know, what's, what, what's so sad is he has kids and a, and a family and he constantly gets smeared like this. It's so sad. Yeah. And, and he fucking is doing us a great service by exposing all the horrible shit that the elites do. And I'm never one to discredit any kind of sexual assault charges. If anyone was going to be targeted by a fake sexual assault charge, and by the way, those charges have been rescinded. So I'm right. not... The woman, the woman said it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. So, so the actual victim is like, it didn't happen. I will. I usually believe the victim. Nine times out of ten, I'm. I, I am like that. I will yeah. believe the victim. The yeah. victim says it didn't happen. That's who I'm gonna believe. Absolutely. And and it's I mean, not they, like he could have paid her off. He's stuck in a fucking embassy. Like it's not like. <laughs> yeah. You know. They he, locked he up all no, his money. He has very little money. Probably he's just got whatever the embassy is providing him with, and very little power. She clearly was just like, "This is real fucked up. I don't want to be a part of this anymore." Yeah, I don't want to do this. Um. So, yeah, you know, it's just a horrible thing to do. Unless it's real, you should never fucking no. ever. But no, I, I, only, I only bring that up to say that, like, th this constant effort to smear Assange is just because he made, you know, and, and, and a lot of it, especially from the Joy Reads of the world, is because he made Hillary Clinton and the Democrats look fucking horrible because they are horrible and he exposed all the truth about, you know, the truth about them. With the DNC and maybe they shouldn't have written, written those fucking emails. I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't have written those emails, Anthony. No, I don't think that's the problem. I think the problem is that's this, not the problem. The person telling telling <laughs> the truth of what's going on is actually the real. I mean, problem. they're really just shooting the fucking messenger here, you know. I just want to know how long Hillary Clinton's army is going to be forever, defending her to forever. their graves. I mean, you know, I know Maybe Debbie Wasserman Schultz kept the uh, R1 brothers, you know, on on payroll for a while. <laughs> Hillary can't keep everyone on payroll forever. Eventually, somebody's gonna have to fucking break. That's another that story. A lot I, of money. That's another story. I don't even have fucking time to get to this week. But yeah, <laughs> Debbie Wasserman Schultz has been apparently employing like Palestine, uh, Pakistani spies who stole a bunch of IT equipment from that from House Democrats, uh, and she knew about it apparently, and she kept them employed for months. 
And that was the whole, I don't know if anyone saw that video a couple months ago of her, like, basically threatening the uh, the Capitol Police, being like, there will be consequences if you don't give me my laptop back and all this shit. That was... He only finally fired this guy when they arrested when, him. When they arrested him. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to leave the country. It, she couldn't be any more fucking corrupt if... I can't. I can't imagine a situation that she could be any more corrupt. Basically, I just don't understand why. I mean, I do understand why. Why isn't anyone holding her accountable and saying why the fuck were you still paying this person? No one's asking that question. I know, yeah. not even the right. Yeah. Well, no, the, I, I've seen a little like Fox News did a little coverage on it, but you know what? They're so corrupt. It's like they. I think there's certain things they won't even touch because they're all corrupt yeah. in the same way. In that sense. Yeah. When it comes well, also to they, yeah. they all do, you know, they all go to the Hamptons party together. So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's like George Carlin says, it's a big club and you ain't in it. Yeah. And, and they pretend that they'll fight on policy and shit. And a lot of stuff they do is just for trade, which we'll get to later when we talk about the healthcare vote last night. But, because oh. um, I have some, <laughs> I have some thoughts about McCain and, uh, yeah. Well, I barely slept. <laughs> I know. I, that, that was like the fucking Super Bowl for me. That was great. <laughs> never never c-span tube and so riveting <laughs> like i just can't imagine a situation where everyone was just yeah so um yeah jerry reed's horrible um yeah it's a couple other stories we're not gonna have time to get to this week but uh huh. the pentagon uh there's a story this week about the pentagon wasting money on uniforms did you guys see that no yeah, so, they were they bought the forest pattern for the so, desert, so like this is, million. <laughs> so this is for everyone that says that single payer free college is pie in the sky. There's so much, and we and people say this, but this is just a great concrete example of absolute waste and crony capitalism within the defense department and the military industrial complex. So we are, you know, we train Afghan soldiers, right? Because we're, you know, trying to. <laughs> theoretically train them to take over and protect their country when we leave, which is going to be fucking never, but, you know, we're still playing that, you know, we're still under the illusion, or trying to uh, portray the illusion that we're going to be leaving at some point. Um, Maybe we're really just paying them for opium to smuggle heroin <laughs> into the country. Well, no, we're just calling it uniforms. <laughs> and this isn't even what I'm talking about, but the new thing is apparently uh, Trump wants to, and this is not just Trump, Bush mapped this out and Obama furthered it, uh, mine Iraq's mineral resources because they're apparently sitting on a huge stash of mineral resources, uh, which are used to make microchips and a bunch of other things. Uh, so yeah, uh, we ain't leaving and we're probably going to be stealing their natural resources, which <laughs> is a war crime, but whatever, you know. Um, so the Pentagon well, Trump did say he would come in, like, we should get the oil, we'll take the oil, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, that's a war crime. The Geneva Convention, but whatever, you know, we we, we violate that on a apparently daily our country's basis. been above war crimes since like WW two. Yeah, now every, almost every president since World War two has been a war criminal, like by by definition, by by treaties that we've signed, and if you go by the Geneva Convention, they almost can all be tried with war crimes. I mean, all of Vietnam was a war crime. <laughs> you know, the biggest one. I mean, fucking Henry Kissinger. You know, Hillary Clinton's golf buddy is is one of oh. the most heinous fucking people on the planet. I mean, it's not even close. Um, Trump also just told a group of cops uh, not to be careful when yeah. loading uh, oh people God. into their cars. Just go ahead and hit their heads on the... That on was the... here in New York. That was so oh fucking scummy. That was the Long Island he, he cops. Adverti he, he advocated for police brutality. So, yeah. 
while we're and they fighting, applauded and laughed and clapped. That was the worst part. That was the fucking worst part. The fucking that pops. tells you everything you need everything to know. Everything you need to know. You know, that's why they used to call them the crushers. Yeah, and they it, probably still should. It's another big club that you ain't in. If you're not a cop, if you're not in the club. Yeah. And you know, they'll they'll shoot you for coming to their window in pajamas, apparently. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, we've seen that. Um so oh so yeah, but so the Pentagon thing. So they so we, we train Afghan troops, right? So we, we provide them with uniforms and uh camouflage patterns are actually, you know, copyrightable if you if you come up with them. So we, as the U.S. government, own the copyright to a bunch, you know, just the regular green and black, you know, regular camouflage, desert camouflage, which is useful when you're in Afghanistan and Iraq. (laughs) Um, But we don't own the patent to forest camouflage. Uh, A private company owns the patent to forest camouflage. So when it came time to provide uniforms for all these troops that are fighting in the desert in, in Afghanistan, which is only covered by 2% forest, probably close to 98% desert. Uh, guess which pattern we picked? <laughs> forest. So we, uh, yeah, we, that's we, a scam. That's a total scam a, because you know, if, yeah. if the government wanted that patent, they would just take it. It is. Yeah, exactly. Since and, when do they follow laws? Like since, please. But, so, so, Long story short, they wasted $28 million, and I think somebody estimated $81 million over 10 years to make forest pattern camouflage for Afghan soldiers fighting in the fucking desert. So not only are we putting their lives in danger and maybe getting them killed because forest camouflage doesn't camouflage you when you're in the fucking desert, you know, surprise, surprise. Um, it, it was all in service of crony capitalism because somebody owns the patent to that we had to pay them all that money to make that fucking camouflage. So, you know, for everyone that says that we need to, all that money needs to go into defense for, you know, budgeting and it's for our protection. Bullshit. That, this is why we need to audit the Pentagon. We oh need God, to figure so out bad. where that couple trillion dollars is gone and we need to stop giving them a fucking blank checkbook. Oh, my God. Yeah. There was another, st- another story that Chelsea Manning actually tipped me off to on Twitter about the F-35 uh, – how much money we've wasted on that, which barely fucking functions. It was some crazy amount of money. I, you know, I don't have the actual figure in front of me. I think it was, it was in the billions. It could have been close to a trillion. Um, just trying to look it up real quick. Uh, let me, let me run the step away for a second then since you're looking this up. Oh my God. So the, uh, the cost of purchasing 2,500 F-35 jets, around $400 billion, which does not even account for the annual $1 trillion price tag required for their upkeep and maintenance. And, oh, yeah, the things barely fucking work, and we don't even use them. So, yeah, if people think there isn't total crony capitalism uh, with all these defense contractors that all have representatives in Trump's cabinet and in Obama's cabinet and in Clinton's cabinet and Bush's cabinet... You know, all these people from Raytheon and fucking Halliburton and Lockheed Martin. We're, we're, we are literally burning money. <laughs> like, we're, we're literally, we're, we're setting money on fire. And people, you know, Democrats even will say, oh, you're, you're pie in the sky thinking that you guys can all have health care. This is our... <laughs> but, like, anyone listening, seriously, if you, if you hear somebody saying that, just, like, slap them in the face because... This is our fucking money. This is coming out of our tax dollars. This is not money that the government's giving us. This is not us asking for entitlements. 
And by the way, the phrase entitlement means you're entitled to it because it's from your fucking money. So, right. for, you know, like the, this whole this whole way that they've, you know, 1984, that phrase to, to sound. It, it's just so frustrating because it's like this is our fucking money that we're just it's setting on fire at the behest of these corporations and it and it's just we could be we could there's so many things infrastructure is crumbling in this country healthcare mm-hmm. fucking education i mean all these things i got being- into it i got into it this week with someone on social media over this um you know he's a veteran and you know served in foreign um countries and all is of that, that and- my neck tattoo buddy <laughs> no not that one <laughs> um i went to high school with and you know he i said you know it showed a, a basically a chart of, you know, how disproportionate our defense spending is compared to things that Republicans complain about, like food stamps and other stuff. Like, hmm, I think maybe we could you know, take from here. And, you know, oh, what what chart? is it? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And, and he was like, you know, maybe it's so that we don't, you know, all wind up having to speak Russian and Chinese. And I'm just like, are you are you serious with me right now? You actually think that if we you know, cut a billion dollars from that, that suddenly, you know, Putin's going to take over all of our education and we're all going to be owned and mind controlled. Like, this is how crazy these people are. And I have news. If we cut, and I'm I'm slightly pulling this number out of my ass, but I've just from the general, what I've seen, like in the defense, but in like just looking at budgeting, if we cut like 75% of the defense budget, We'd still totally be able to protect ourselves, and we would save maybe thirty to forty percent of our total fucking spending per year. And that was the other chart that I shared. You know, like our spending is—I I, forget—it's like the next, the same as the next fifty countries combined. <laughs> I mean, we can seriously afford. We could take a whole year off and not spend anything. <laughs> we'd still be fine. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. It's just—it's just absolutely preposterous to, to think that you know. Oh my God! Well, but you know, and, and they're supposed to be fiscal conservatives. But if you bring up some accountability when it comes to their spending, they go ballistic. Oh yeah, they're, they're such hypocrites when it comes to that. You know, it makes no sense. It really doesn't make any sense. Not at all. And they'll bring up like welfare or something as if that matters. And I saw Madonna, <laughs> that guy, that guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, you posted. He's such an idiot. First of all, you posted a meme showing that the military takes 57% of our federal taxes from our paychecks. And then he brings up Social Security and Medicare on his chart. It's like, dude, those have specific taxes that they come from. Right. So that's that's it's totally obfuscating the issue. Totally, well, completely. Yeah, and then we went into... Over here. <laughs> then it got into, oh, you know, it's pointless to try to have this discussion online. You're not going to change anybody's minds. I'm like... Okay, well then, you know, stop weighing in. <laughs> yeah, shut feel, up. feel free to fuck off then. Like, really. yeah, it's not our fault. You can't critically think. This is fun. Let's just talk shit about all these people we've had Twitter fuse with in the past. <laughs> now I feel bad. I went to high school with this guy. I think we slow danced in middle school once. Can't <laughs> say his name. I tend to get into it with more uh, resistance, uh, you know, minded people. I, yeah. I don't even engage with the right wing trolls because I feel like they're unreachable. But some of the total idiots on like the, the center left, you know, the, the alt center, as, as as some people like to call them. I mean, I mean, oh my god, I just I can't with these fucking people. Anybody who says they're centrist is full of shit. 
they don't know enough about well, politics. No, but a lot of those people don't realize they're centrist. They'll say, yeah. like like that one person I was arguing with, my uh, neck tattoo <laughs> buddy, um, I, won't out, I won't out him, but I could. Uh, <laughs> uh, he... He would like tweet. He wouldn't even tweet at me because he's a fucking coward. You quote tweeted. Tweet at me, bro. Sorry. Yeah, right. And he would be like, "Oh, I love when when people who I'm more progressive than try to tweet to me about how they're more progressive than me." And meanwhile, he's talking about how like Bernie is is like terrible and he doesn't understand like cybersecurity and all this fucking horse shit and like. I, I, oh, Bernie's I, I, the one who got hacked. Uh, yeah, really, right? Uh, and I was trying to, uh, and I was trying to get him to commit to any kind of policy or politician he actually likes, and like he, he, he just, he just wouldn't do it. He's just a fucking substanceless goon, who, who has one issue that he cares about because it's the field he fucking works in, and to hell with the rest. He, he literally said to me, cybersecurity is more important than worrying about starting a nuclear war with Russia. Like that—that's that, the fucking level of idiocy some of these people operate with on a daily basis. They're kind of related, anyway. <laughs> well, you know, if you're, as long as their computers protected, it doesn't matter what kind of bombs go off. We got our computers. <laughs> yeah, I was like, asshole. If if the fucking Earth is scorched, you want to make computers to fucking protect? Like what? He's like, oh, that's not even an issue. I, I I don't even want to talk about this fucking moron I, he's got a resistance tattoo on his neck so you know he's a serious person oh my god well anthony if you're listening hey buddy he totally doesn't listen but if he does go fuck yourself he blocked me too because i i upset him because he tried to dock. oh that was the other thing he tried to dox me he was like he's like oh in five minutes i found your your social security number your address your blah 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 and this and then someone else this woman uh who who like who uh follows a lot of stuff we tweet and like was chimed in about how he's kind of wrong and presented him with a bunch of facts and then to prove that he's like like an uber elite cyber hacker i guess he tried to dox her too and she's just like what the fuck is wrong with you and like and then like i made him feel like a dickhead because he doxed her and then he blocked me so fuck you you fucking prick if you listen I hope first you of all he sounds like a criminal Second of all, because those doxing people is a crime. Second of all, he thinks that, you know, the world's going to be like fallout if there's a nuclear war. And basically, uh, you're going to still be able to hack computers <laughs> after after the fallout, apparently. <laughs> it's a video game where there's like computer hacking. Yeah, it. it's a, it's a, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just can't with some of these fucking people. I really can't. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, the, 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 the military industrial complex is out of control. I mean, yeah. Um, a couple other things. The two big things, and and, con- and they have Congress in their pocket, all yeah. of Congress too. Yeah, and they, except for always, like Barbara Lee. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they've always really, even when the Democrats were in power, they've always had basically free range to do what they want. I mean, this is yeah. slightly, you know, more so I, for sure because Trump is just not even over, you know, overseeing them at all. But for the most part, they've never been turned down for things that they've asked for budget wise, no matter how exorbitant. And no matter how many times people say we need to audit you and whatever, they always manage to avoid accountability, even though they lose trillions of dollars routinely. They lost fucking a trillion dollars on a truck in Iraq and nobody gives a shit, apparently. But that's, you know, it's just there's no accountability. But we're pie in the sky for thinking that a fraction of the money we spend on the military can be spent to provide health care to people so we don't fucking die of preventable illnesses but you know take care of the homeless even veterans <laughs> yeah yeah even to just take care of veterans when they get home <laughs> we don't even do that but we could spend all this money on bullshit you know so 
Um, <clears throat> a couple other things this week. Uh, so that show, the '90s, how it, you know I was mentioning that to you guys, the the CNN uh, docu series. Yeah. It's 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 really good. So this the, this week's episode was, um, I think it was called "Why Can't We Be Friends," and it was all about race relations in the '90s, which was fucking fascinating. I mean, I I knew about a lot of this stuff, especially like they brought up the OJ trial, um, mm-hmm. which Rodney you know, King, yeah, yeah, the Rodney King beatings, the the L.A. riots, the uh, super predators. <laughs> they didn't they talk that about up? that. No, of course not. No, they didn't talk about the Clintons. It. Uh, well, no, they did. Uh, they, the one that that's why I wanted to bring it up. They did a good job of explaining, and and it mostly was like from like civil rights leaders who like were talking heads for it about how the Clintons have a complicated relationship with the black community. Um, huh. because, that's all they were allowed to say, yeah, right? Because Clinton's fucking two biggest legacies are the crime bill and welfare reform, both of which fucked over black people tremendously. I mean, he exploded the prison population with the crime bill. He created things like, you know, mandatory minimums and the three strike rule, like just heinous fucking things that uh, the Republican, you know, wet dream that only he could have fucking come up with because he was a Democrat. He managed to pass him Uh, and welfare reform where he slashed welfare and he he created, you know, created those uh, uh, right to work or like, you know, like work like welfare work program. I forget the exact term for them. Basically you have to work if you're on welfare, like all he created all these programs that uh, disproportionately affected African-American communities and, you know, devastated them in some aspects. So this whole this idea, is why I don't get the, the support that they have with minorities. I, I just don't understand how they've been able to, to pull the wool over their eyes. And this whole, you know, idea of the, the South being a, a firewall, firewall, you know, that, that Clinton had all the support there and then painting Bernie Sanders as such a racist when, <laughs> when you really look at their record, it's ridiculous. That, that, that had to be the most 1984 war is peace bullshit I've ever heard because yeah, Bernie was fucking literally getting arrested protesting for civil rights in the 60s while Hillary <laughs> was out there campaigning for Barry Goldwater, Goldwater. who was a fucking segregationist. <laughs> I mean, it's such a bullshit. It's such bullshit. But no, she got fucking sellout. And I, I, I don't mean to disrespect his legacy, but to, in modern terms, he's a sellout. I mean, he sold out to the establishment. John Lewis to go out there and be like, well, I never saw Bernie Sanders as if he was taking fucking roll call at every single civil <laughs> rights protest. Like, yeah, I'm sure you didn't see a lot of people, but you know what? That doesn't mean he wasn't fucking there. We have proof he was there. And why would he lie about that? He's been well, fighting. they were in different states too. That's the other thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, you're active in your different state. You didn't have the internet back then. Yeah, you're not going to know all the people active in another state. He wasn't a political figure then. He was a nobody. He was just a student, but he was protesting and he got arrested for protesting for civil rights. And he's been on the right side of every issue, civil rights, LGBT rights, every possible social issue you can think of since there's, since, you know, there, there's probably fucking real to real of him from like 19, you know, 1850, like talking about, you know, like repealing fucking slavery. Like he's always been on the right side of, of any of those issues. So I'm trying to remember if he voted for the crime bill or not. Is that one of the things they get him on? Yeah, but he came out and said he was like, there's going to be really bad implications from this bill. He right. gave a speech opposing it, but he, I think he went along with it because it had so much. I, I, there was a reason. There's other gave, stuff. Yeah. You should, yeah. Anyone who's listening should look up his, his speech on that because he actually was, I think, maybe the only dissenting voice with, on the left with an actual critique of the bill. But um, yeah. So, uh, 
what were we talking about that got? But he shouldn't have voted for it. I have to say, in the end, I don't agree with it. But and there's things that he does sometimes where he's trying to, you know, go go along with politics with the party, and I'm like, well, you don't need to do that. But you know, he's he's almost always on the right side of things. Uh, so yeah, so no, they talked about race relations. The thing with Clinton, and, and it's not just with like African Americans. I think the country at large is largely influenced by what the narrative uh, that's pushed on TV is. I mean, you know, we, yeah. we we're, we're so easily influenced by television and the news media and just entertainment, any anything, you know. That, I mean, you know, all the I used to love them. I, I've grown very disillusioned with them, but all the news comedy, like you know, The Daily Show and like all those kinds of things, and like. Uh, Bill Maher's show, which is just fucking unbearably unwatchable now. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he's just unbelievable. He's a fucking lunatic. He's he's. I've always hated that guy. He's like a neocon <laughs> now. I mean, he's uh, he's completely degrading. Like as time goes on and he gets older, he is becoming more conservative, and he's just totally like, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he he's like he's like joking with Milo Yiannopoulos about how people yep. are a bunch of pussies. Basically, it was you know. Yep. He's a he's a scumbag. So. Anyway, but no, so, noted rapist or yeah, noted right. victim of rape, right? Or um, I forgot which one. Yeah, he's just a horrible person. Uh, so, um, oh, rape advocate. That was what it was. <laughs> yeah, no, rape apologist. I, I was a yeah, child rape apologist. Rape. Because yeah. he himself was like raped, but he, he yeah. tried to apologize for it, right? I mean, it sounds like Stockholm. You were saying syndrome. it was no big deal. Yeah, uh, he's he's got so many fucking issues. I mean, I mean, what he was trying to say is that in the gay community, that does happen from time to time. Well, you have like much older men with much younger men, and I do know that from gay friends of mine and stuff. Um, yeah, but that's but, but they're also of legal age typically. I mean, oh, of course, you have to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a crime if you're not. Um, so, um, we're getting off on crazy tangents here. So, <laughs> yes, we are. What was I talking about? Oh, so yeah, right, so no. ninety. No, so, yeah, so, I mean, I think people at large are very influenced by narratives, and Clinton is a fucking great, cal- he's really calculating, and they were great politicians in that they went on Arsenio Hall's show and played fucking sax with them, and then mm-hmm. shortly thereafter turned around and fucked them on policy, but all people remember is, oh, yeah, he's the first black president, he went on Arsenio Hall, and he, and black people <laughs> love him, so... I think largely that perception, even though it's, I think when you really talk to black communities, especially people who are old enough to remember policies enacted in the nineties, will will say, no, Clinton fucked us. Like, but the the other thing that worked against Bernie in the primaries and the big thing that they hinged their popularity in the South on was that it was, and this is another DNC collusion thing that came out in the WikiLeaks. The primaries were all the Southern states were heavily front loaded because they knew Bernie Mm -hmm. wouldn't have a lot of name recognition. And Hillary Clinton had maybe unprecedented name recognition for uh, yeah. for someone running for, for president in the primary. I mean, every fucking person in America knew who Hillary Clinton was. So, Right. Uh, yeah, just uh, like uh, Bush on the other yeah, side. On that alone, I mean, nobody knew who Bernie Sanders was when he announced. I mean, and, you know, the first primaries were almost all in the South. And he picked up a lot of momentum to the point where he won like 46, or, or not 46 states, 46 percent of the vote. In like twenty three or twenty two or twenty three states, so he almost caught her, but it was just a matter of not enough time and all the bullshit that they pulled to try to protect a shitty candidate by you know reducing the debates and hiding them during big football games <laughs> and all the bullshit and the little smear bullshit that they pulled. I mean, it's just this is why I just cannot wait 
to see what happens in 2020. I mean, but everyone's I hope watching that for it, man, but there's, they're, they have no shame. They'll do it again. They'll do it again. I yeah, hope he is allowed will. to live, you know, to, cause I, you know, I think a third party, you know, he's the only person right now that could potentially make that realistic and viable. Um, I, I just can't wait. I, I think well, the thing is, is they won't let him in debates then, you know, they do not right. let third parties in debates. Well, and now, I, I, you he probably doesn't to, need though. it. If you get uh, if you get like above five percent of the vote in polls, they have to supposedly. I think it was fifteen percent yeah. for. Well, for but, but if he ran if he ran third party, he would get thirty twenty thirty percent of the vote. I think yep. for sure in, in polling. They'll fuck him out of it. They'll come up with a new rule. You know how it is. They'll they'll do what they did <laughs> I, in the I California election there. Fucking, I hope he fucking runs on the Democratic ticket again though. Because well, that's you know, what I was gonna say. He needs to announce early for the Democrats. That way, he can turn around and say. Wait a second! I did the unity tour, and now you're not backing me. <laughs> I'm the most popular politician in America. Why don't you no, unify behind me? No, he needs to pull them out and say, "I'm trying to unify." That's why I did the unity tour, and you're not backing me. He needs to like double down on it. I think. You know, people's eyes are so open to the fucking garbage that they did last primary. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be hyper vigilant, and if they try any of this shit, we're gonna call them out for it. There is no way he doesn't win a fair primary, or even a remotely rigged primary, the way that they. <laughs> Right. Did let I think he still wins even with all the rigging bullshit that they did last time. Given the fact that he's now the most popular politician in America and everyone knows who he is and everyone's seen him fighting for us, there's no way he doesn't win. And if they fuck him again, the Democratic Party's dead. Like they're dead. People are. <laughs> I'm gonna leave. Everyone's gonna fucking leave the Democratic Party if they fuck him over again. Like, there's no. This way. is why nobody wants paper ballots because they both want to be both sides want to be able to cheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's true. Yeah, and. Honestly, the DNC is fucking dead right now. They had the, they've had the worst fundraising year in the history of the fucking DNC. They have $4 million cash on hand. I mean, they have fucking nothing. The, the Republicans are outraising them by tenfold. I mean, they are just pathetic right now. So, And that's they, sad. That's sad. And if they fucking, if they try to pull that shit again, and they will to an extent. They'll, they'll try to sneak a Kamala Harris in there or a Cory Booker or a fucking Andrew Cuomo shoot myself oh my if he God. becomes our fucking president um, he's so stupid he's like he's like lefty trump you know he's just a dope he's, he's a fucking buffoon and he's so not he's he's a republic i mean he's not even close to a democrat he <laughs> fucking loves the idc in new york he is such he's a, a democrat who loves gay people i mean a republican who likes gay yeah, people yeah no, <laughs> like grandma always says he's goldman sachs with a rainbow flag basically he's just you know <laughs> he that's pretty good um, what was I gonna say? He just yeah, he's he's awful, and and anyone who lives in New York knows he's awful and would never vote. For yeah, him. so that'd be hilarious when he loses his home state in a primary. But we'll <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, he did do the the maternity leave bill. Yeah, but it's I such bullshit. He does such they, little... it, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. It doesn't start until 2018. So yeah. I'm gonna miss it. So I'm kind of pissed. And he did. So that... there's. Dude, there's no maternity leave in New York right now. Yeah, it's, there's it's none. Atrocious. It's none. the most progressive state, you know, one of the most progressive states. So, like none paid, or you're not even allowed to take it at all. I, no, no, you no, just you go know. on disability. There's no maternity there's leave no policy at maternity all. Maternity leave, yeah, it's, it's wow. yeah. insane. So you you just go on disability for six um, weeks. Yeah, I had to take mine unpaid, but yeah, it's, I at least it's we absolutely need twelve weeks paid maternity leave for both parents in this country. That's, that's what you get. You get that in 2020, Anthony, or 2021. 2021, that's what it turns into. It's yeah. a gradual. So the first next 2018 is going to be eight weeks. 
Then 19 is going to be 10 weeks. Right around when uh, Andrew Cuomo is going to be running for president. How coincidental that it would go into effect Mm. right around then. Yeah, basically. That's so funny. Two years is going to be 10 weeks, and then it's going to be 12 weeks eventually. That was probably his concession. And we're paying for it. By the way, we have to pay for it. Oh, yeah, of course. There's another tax that comes out of our paycheck for it. Apparently, they started taking it already. I don't know. I'd love to know where our fucking tax dollars are going now because the MTA is in fucking shambles. I mean, shambles. absolute it's fucking disaster. disaster. You know, to, to, well, to, you know, they got a remedy, Anthony. They're going to start removing seats from the subway. That's going to help with overcrowding somehow. <laughs> well, no, it's okay, Adrian, because they gave they gave everyone Wi-Fi in the subway, so that fixed everything, right? Yes, they can. <laughs> Get in your phones. <laughs> so you can tweet about how fucking miserable and cramped and dying you are on the subway. <laughs> oh, it's, so un- it's unbelievable. That's why I have to go to work late and, like, because I can't deal with the crowd. Yeah, no, it's miserable. So, yeah, Andrew, so, so, <laughs> getting back to what I think we started this with. So the 90s, it was great. So they um, talked about the OJ thing, which is always fascinating to me because I, you know, I grew up like right when that was happening. I vaguely remember yeah. it, but I, like, did you guys ever watch the, uh, the, the FX series they did, the people versus OJ? I do. No, I don't watch it. So good. It's it, one of the best series I've ever seen. Like it's it just, they, they, it, they did such a good job with it. Uh, it's the same guy who does American horror story, uh, Ryan Murphy. I lived it, dude. I remember <laughs> watching it constantly back then. I mean, we were all glued to it 24-7. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I watched that, and then shortly after, I watched the awesome, excellent ESPN documentary they did, OJ Made in America. It's like eight hours long or something. It's like three minutes. Holy mini- shit. It's like three minutes. way movies. too much OJ. <laughs> yeah. but, but it was just fascinating to me to just watch the fucking downfall. But so... They, they talked about that. They talked about the Rodney King beating, which is still fucking horrible to watch, even even though I've seen it a million times, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he was resisting, apparently. Yeah, you know, as he was on the ground being beaten with fucking... Cops in this country are just so fucked up. But um, so they talked about that. They talked about the Clinton. So I, I really recommend anyone who grew up in that time, or even if you didn't, watch that series, because it's, it's a really interesting look at... It's a lot. It it, it, ta- it gets it goes in in depth on a lot of stuff that I vaguely remember or don't remember from that time period. So it's it's worth a watch and it's well uh, put together. Not that I ever. We would had advocate. court TV back then, man. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would ever advocate for you supporting CNN. I mean, pirate it if you can. <laughs> Fuck CNN. Don't give them any money. But um, so yeah, that happened. Um, the so I, I do want, the last two stories I want to get to are the big ones, but I do also quickly want to mention uh, DNC uh, just being the DNC. Uh, Nina Turner had a uh, petition with a people's platform that she went uh, to the DNC to deliver with a group of activists, and they put up barricades and fucking barred her from entering. You know, the president of maybe the biggest grassroots uh, grassroots group of Democrats in the fucking country got barred from entering and treated like, uh, you know, like a disruptive protester. So delivering a hundred thousand signatures and something that, you know, uh, so many people agree on and it, there was nothing, um, disruptive or anything about it. I mean, it was, it was very peaceful. There was no zero reason for barricades. No. And, and it's so absurd because everything on the platform is things that the fucking party should be supporting to begin with, but right. We already know we have a horribly corrupt, bought Democratic Party, so we need to do shit like this, and they act 
like fucking Republicans when we try to get them to actually come, not even to the left, I would say to the middle, <laughs> because they're so far right of the center at this point. I mean, ugh, Christ. All right, well, so two big, the two big stories uh, this week. This is, this is a big fucking week. I mean... Before we get into the next story, though, remember, she had a position on the DNC, what was it, board? Yes. I want to say, remember, she stepped down. <laughs> Like they treated her as if she wasn't a former member of that fucking organization, a leader in that hat with a leadership position. Well, insane. We, we know how they feel about, uh, you know, <laughs> impartiality when it comes to anyone that supported Bernie. They just is, is fucking just, you know, might as well. Persona non grata. Yeah, yeah really. all of them. It's just yeah, he wants to twist the knife. Remember, Perez wants to twist the knife. Yeah, but they're they're impartial. They, you know, the WikiLeaks were were were, were banal. Well, according <laughs> As to Dave the DNC lawsuit, Anthony, they don't have an obligation to be impartial. Okay, <laughs> but they still pretend that they they they'll still in public say no, we were impartial. That the WikiLeaks were, as Dave Weigel of the Washington Post uh, constantly says, they were largely banal, like the DNC leaks. So. You know. Oh, the whole the whole CIA uh, post Amazon. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the CIA uh, Amazon watch. Like they think if they keep repeating this, that that people you know will somehow forget. I mean, everybody read those. <laughs> yeah, everybody did read those. Oh my god! And anybody who didn't needs to read those because that's some entertainment right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it really is. It, it's a good read. So. The two big things this week. Uh, first thing, obviously, uh, was the healthcare uh, debacle, <laughs> absurd uh, spectacle that that took place uh, most mostly last night, but you know, over the last couple of days. So Into the wee hours of the morning, oh like one twenty, wasn't in the morning in East Coast. <laughs> no, well, East Coast, it was two twenty by the time everything oh wrapped gosh. up. I was, I, I, I was like, like, I was like peering through one eye, still watching C-SPAN, and then. <laughs> Wait, so those clowns are still there dealing with it at yeah, two yeah, o'clock yeah. in the morning? It was well, it was the Votorama thing. It was where they vote on a bunch of amendments. That you remember the last Votorama where Bernie put up his drug bill that the fucking Democrats sunk the the import drugs from Canada bill. That well, was Cory Booker. Booker was worried that you know they didn't have enough regulations in Canada. Yeah, all those those dirty Canadians. Um, so yeah, so that was that was the same thing. They do occasionally. I don't know if it's like once a quarter or once a session or whatever it is, but it's a votorama where they vote on like 15, 20 amendments in one night, um, which is great because they have total time to review them all. That's really great for democracy to just <laughs> have something put in front of you. Um, speaking of which, the Republicans, so they were trying to um, jam through this health care any way they fucking can, could because they've just been miserable failures trying to pass any kind of Obamacare repeal or Obamacare replacement. And they finally settled on this skinny repeal, which is fucking ridiculous. Basically saying it's not a real repeal, but it does away with the only thing that pays for the exchange. So it basically would destroy Obamacare. Right. That's that's their whole thing anyway. Yeah, which is the whole goal anyway. But so skinny repeal, basically what what was a part of the provisions, uh, the, the skinny repeal was like four or five things. Um, but it wasn't any kind of replacement plan. It wasn't any kind of cost savings or anything. What it did was remove the employer mandate, which is that if you're in a company that pays or that employs over 50 people, you have to provide them health care, which I, I don't understand why you would. <laughs> if you can 
fucking employ 50 people you can afford to provide empl- your employees with health care. I mean, that's just a no-brainer. Um, it, it removes the individual mandate, which was the least popular part of Obamacare, but that also pays for the exchange. Right. Having uh, healthy people pay into it. And look, I'm not defending Obamacare. It's a very flawed system that's still a giveaway to the insurance companies, but it's way better than not having Obamacare. I mean, because it still does have a lot of things in place that help people, like the fact that you, if you don't make a, if you make under a certain amount, you get subsidies to help you with your copays or with your premiums rather, and if you, um, you can stay on your parents' plan until you're 26 or 25. I always felt like they could have just fixed a lot of this if they had just the pre-existing conditions thing, if they, you know, made that a requirement um, and, you know, raising the age. And then if they expanded Medicaid, that would have solved a lot of it. A lot of people's complaints. It would have. So, but the Republicans, I really don't think, and this is the thing that nobody in Washington will talk about. They don't want to repeal Obamacare because Obamacare is already a right-wing Heritage Foundation healthcare bill. There's nothing to the right of Obamacare that would cover more people and be more effective. Anything to the right of Obamacare is, by definition, going to throw people off of health insurance. So there's literally nothing that they could do. I mean, you know, their big thing is they just want this massive tax break, which Obamacare was largely paid for by a big tax increase on the wealthy. So that's the only thing that they want to do, but there's nothing that they can come up with because, you know, just surprise, surprise, when you reduce taxes on the fucking richest pricks in the country, it's harder to pay for things. It's nearly impossible. <laughs> so um, there's no plan, and I say this all the time, that there's no plan that's to the right of Obamacare that would be better than what we have with Obamacare. The only solution to fix Healthcare in this country is to come up with a plan left of Obamacare, you know, single payer, Medicare for all, um, even a public option. Uh, just any of those things would would provide tremendous bargaining power and lower premium price, l- lower premiums and lower drug prices. You need to build Which, things like that into the bill. But again, if you want to be a fiscal conservative, you want to talk about actually saving money. I mean, that's the way to do it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. all they want to do is, you know, take everything away and shame the poor and yeah, so reward the wealthy. So <clears throat> the big thing last night was the skinny repeal. And I was fucking terrified that it was going to work because they got a lot of the moderates to come around on it. Um, and they got all the, the loonies to come around on it, too. The Rand Pauls, the people who just want total repeal and, you know, go fuck yourself, basically. So and they brought McCain back from the dead. Oh to... my god! They they fucking dragged him off of his deathbed to come oh, back and vote to take. Oh, he's such a hero! Oh my oh, god! Yeah. McCain's a oh, hero! The Democrats oh my god! Clapping for him. Yeah, it fuck makes it. me sick. They clapped for him as as he fucking cast a vote to fucking proceed with the motion the mo- on the motion to proceed as he fucking casted a vote to proceed on repealing Obamacare. They're still fucking clapping for him because he's so brave. Oh, he's so fucking brave. Give me a fucking break, you know? I mean, Anthony, it was really brave of him to get that free health care that he got and then get his driver to drive him there. That was yeah, really brave. To, to, to come and vote to take away health care from people. And look. See, I was still optimistic know, when that happened. Everybody was flipping out like he just voted to take away their health care. And I was still optimistic at that point, thinking, I, I don't know. Like, I want to still believe that somewhere within that a- man, there's a heart. I mean, I, I know I'm wrong, probably, but 
I wanted to so, still believe it. So I was still kind of optimistic when everybody was freaking out about it. So I have, I have two thoughts on, on why he voted no. So, you know, as everyone knows, uh, it got killed. Well, he got shamed publicly. He so, got shamed publicly so yeah. big time. So I have a couple of theories <laughs> on that. So obviously the bill failed because, uh, you know, to their credit, uh, Susan Collins and um, Lisa Murkowski, who also Trump tried to publicly shame. That really went well, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> So yeah, they they held fast and they didn't get, uh, give up and they they stayed as no votes because they don't want to repeal Obamacare because it's they're m- more moderate and they're in vulnerable seats and and maybe even because they think it's the it's the right thing to do to protect Obamacare. Who knows? Um, but it still would have passed if they didn't get a third no vote. So here comes McCain riding in on his fucking white horse apparently to come and make a big public spectacle of coming to the front and voting no. So, uh, you know, of course, the like neoliberals are fucking like, uh, you know, d- building fucking monuments to him and talking about what a hero he is and how he he grew a heart and how he's thought. Guys, he still wants <laughs> to do He still fucking advocates for a full repeal of Obamacare. Like, don't pretend like this is just not the plan that he thought would be politically expedient. Don't act like he's this big hero. So, I have never seen the public perception or, you know, Democrats perception change so much. I guess it's akin to how they changed about Comey too. you know, like within, within 24 hours, it was like, he's the worst person on earth to he's the greatest hero since uh-huh. Jesus. You know? uh-huh. Oh, and how he's like, he's like a sex symbol now. Did you see? That? <laughs> I missed that. Oh my God. Like there's Slade or somebody wrote an article about what, how like James Comey is the sex symbol this country needs. I was like, just, just fucking kill me. Just kill me right now. I can't how live in this world. How old is the person anymore. who wrote that? Like uh, seriously, knows? what is like a six year old? Like who thinks he's hot? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Cause he's like seven feet tall. Oh what are they God. just like tall guys? Just, well, you just, know, just I'd take him over McConnell. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That turtle face motherfucker. So, McConnell's like one of the ugliest people on the planet. Oh my god! How? Oh my god! How? How beautiful was McConnell's concession speech? I, I, you know, I, I always, I always laugh and think they're ridiculous when they do this. But I kind of get now how the memes about like anytime a liberal complains about anything, like how the right will be like, "Ooh, let me get my mug for like liberal tears," because I wanted to catch every single one of fucking Mitch McConnell's tears. <laughs> And just bottle them and and sell them because they, they it was just beautiful. It was so beautiful watching him just get all like pissy and emotional and sad on the. When he, you had to wonder oh, if he oh, just oh. thought at that moment his career was fucking over. Oh you God. know, he for all these years they had. I mean, my God. <laughs> How does somebody so unlikable get elected to office? It's amazing. See, but I don't know. I had another theory online so, that, that actually the whole thing was planned. That this was well, a strategy. Because, that was, yeah. The only person that wouldn't get any backlash for for being that third no vote was McCain. You know, he just had brain cancer and, geez, he's like 80 and he's going to be out of office anyway. He's the only person really that that, that could have cast that vote. So I think it's These people are so selfish that. that even when their health is deteriorating and they're so old, they still won't retire. It's just insanely selfish. His fucking brain is going to be leaking out of his head, and he's still going to be there at 90 years old. I mean, really, just. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of thought that, too. I, I kind of thought they because, look, the, the, the truth is they don't want to repeal this because it's a political fucking grenade for them. They're doing it at the yeah. behest of this buffoon who is wildly unpopular, who they don't even who want to. Who doesn't even understand it. Who doesn't understand it? He doesn't understand it. 
it gives me hope though that maybe in some just sliver of a way the people still have a very tiny influence or sway over our politicians because this would have been so ridiculously unpopular with constituents the only other thing i would say if it's if it's nothing to do with that is just insurers know that their time is over when single payer comes that's the only other well i mean that's it could have just been a calculation because this bill does have like 17% approval rating. So they're like, this is a fucking nightmare. Why would we pass this? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of validity to that theory that they got together with McCain. They were like, all right, look, you can look like a hero. You come back and you vote, make a big spectacle of voting no on it. And you save our asses and we get to say, well, we tried, but, you know, we can't pass it. and We got to move on. To oh, the- that Maverick McCain. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's be careful to fucking lionize John McCain. I know I know liberals are frothing at the mouth to anyone that does it, you know, gives it like a dirty look to Trump. They're like, yeah, you know, he's our new hero, even if it's fucking Dick Cheney, but whatever. See, but I don't think that Trump gives a fuck at all about health care. I mean, first of all, he thinks insurance is like $12 a year. So there's that. <laughs> but I just don't think that he cares at all about any no, of that. Of I think not. he's just about himself. So, I mean, what has he done to try to go out? Obama did hours and hours of, you know, town halls and interviews, talking in detail, oh, yeah. selling his plan to the public. Trump couldn't stand up for five minutes and speak articulately about any of it. He and doesn't even know what the plan is about. He says he, he wants a plan with heart. Right. <laughs> what do you mean, heart? What the fuck are you talking about? What plan do you want, motherfucker? He said thing, everybody's going to be covered. This whole thing was a <laughs> sham because they, for seven years, they, they it was a sham that they put on that they were going to repeal Obamacare because it was the only thing that they could run against him for. How um, many votes did they do? Like 60? 60. <laughs> but they never wanted to repeal Obamacare because it's secretly the fucking plan they would have voted for anyway, maybe minus a couple of the taxes. Right. It's a right-wing healthcare plan. I mean, it, it, it's based on right-wing principles, you know, the individual mandate, all that shit's right-wing bullshit. So they never want to repeal it. They're not going to repeal it. They're going to say that the, the Democrats sunk it or that McCain sunk it, but truth is they just wanted to kick the can down the road because they knew that, that this is a, would be terrible politically for them to repeal it. So um, yeah. I, I, I'm a, I can rest a little bit easier knowing that I, I don't think there's a road forward for them to repeal it unless the fucking Democrats keep sucking as bad as they do and lose even more seats in the Senate and the house in 2018. And then it won't even matter because they won't need a couple moderates. They'll have a majority enough to pass whatever fucking maniac plan that they want to pass. So, you know, let's, let's keep opposing them with, I'm not Trump because that'll, that'll, that'll really work out well to us. Um, but so the biggest thing this week, uh, (laughs) Or today, really, <laughs> yesterday, um, our buddy uh, the Mooch over here, uh-huh. Anthony Scaramucci, this fucking clown of all clowns. I mean, <laughs> where did you find this fucking guy? Like Long Island, Anthony yeah, Long oh, Island. Absolutely, Long Island. I was gonna say, me and Adrian know this fucking guy. We know ten people like this fucking. I know this guy. Yeah, I mean, and you know, he's the guy that you can see on the street and not know him. And you can point at him and go, this fucking guy, and he'll give oh, you a high yeah. five. He'll give you a high five for that. <laughs> I love that. Um, so That's that guy. He, and this guy's perfect for Trump. Like, this guy is Trump's id. Like, that's, that, that's what he is. Like, he, See, I think he's a tougher than Trump in a lot of ways, because Trump is so fucking fragile. 
I think well, this is what made Spicer finally leave, right? Was bringing this guy in. So well, yeah. So I really think like like Trump is somehow through time travel the bastard love child of Anthony Scaramucci and Sean Spicer because <laughs> he has all the timidness and and like fragility of Spicer, but he has all the like the the bravado and douchiness of Scaramucci. It, it's like the two perfect ends of his personality. I really, I really think like Sean Spicer is Trump's ego, and Anthony Scaramucci is Trump's id. Out of you know, and like I really think that. So, um, this guy is a fucking. I, I mean, I cannot be overstated how much of a clown this guy is. Um, so I, so, Are you gonna read it? You yeah, gotta read I, it. I have, I have an excerpt from his New Yorker interview. I call it an interview, but really it was just him angrily out of the blue calling up a New Yorker reporter. Being like, Which, by the way, don't you start out with, oh, this is off the record, like if you're communications director at that level. But he's a fucking Wall Street guy. He's never worked in communications in his life. I don't know what the <laughs> hell. This guy's and they guy. wanted it on the record, I guess. <laughs> he's just a buffoon. Of, I mean, this is unbelievable. So he... So he comes in, you know, already guns blazing, already talking shit about everybody. He went on CNN, did an interview with Chris Saliza or whatever, you know, moron that they got to interview him. And um, and that alone is worth seeking out, by the way, if you haven't seen it. He's just so, uh, I mean, he talks like a fucking 80s mob villain. Like, he, he's so goofy. Like, I can't, he's like, you know, Chris, uh, there's a saying where I'm from, the, uh, and this is like verbatim from what I remember. This is saying where I'm from. The uh, fish, you know, rots from the head down. And, um, you know, me and the president are the only ones that don't stink right now. So, you know, I know uh, Reince, uh, he likes to talk a big... Like, he just talks like a fucking... Buff- like, I, he cannot be a real person. I'm not convinced he's a real person. <laughs> a he's bullies. a caricature. He really is such a caricature. Um I mean, look at him and Trump doing the same exact thing. He was he he's bullying this guy while the other one's bullying Sessions. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well, Trump's fucking like <laughs> cyberbullying Jeff Sessions. I can't. Which is too funny. How come Melania is not out there fighting against cyberbullying? Yeah, okay? right. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm so torn on the Sessions thing because I fucking hate him. He's the worst. He's so bad. He's the worst. I really want him to resign, but <laughs> I also don't want Trump to win. But I definitely want Sessions to resign. By the way, did you see, I forget who it was, um, there's a Democrat trying to pass a bill right now that would prohibit the president from firing the FBI, the FBI director and the attorney general without judicial review. Like, are you fucking stupid? What is wrong with you? Why would you prevent him from firing Jeff fucking Sessions? Fucking (laughs) Klansman Jeff Sessions. What is wrong with you people? No, because it's all about Russia and it's all about the Russia investigation and fucking, you but know. The other part of it is, like, I can't even believe that you would need to pass legislation like that. Like, who would do that? You know, I, I just, I don't even get it. It's so <laughs> stupid. It was like that legislation they tried to pass to prevent him from tweeting. It's like, this is what the bullshit you focus on instead of fucking policy. This is why you lose. Like, this is why you <laughs> lose. This is why you fucking lose. So, um, yeah. So, so after that CNN interview, which, by the way, during this interview. Uh, people called in to, uh, I guess, the press and, and like, supposedly senior White House officials leaking during the interview where he's complaining about leakers saying, this is a fucking train wreck. This guy's a maniac. I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, so he was furious about that. Uh, and then there was this other thing that happened with Ryan Lizza from The New Yorker uh, where he tweeted out uh, that 
Uh, well, I'll just read it because he, he details it a little bit. I, I have a couple excerpts from this. I, I, I can't recommend enough that you read this entire article because every word out of this guy's mouth is... Beautiful. Amazing, just fucking buffoon like poetry. I can't even... His wordsmithing, yes. <laughs> I, 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 oh, my God. So, uh, this is from Ryan Lizzo at The New Yorker. Uh, on Wednesday night, I received a phone call from Anthony Scaramucci, the new White House communications director. Uh, he wasn't happy. Earlier in the night, I tweeted, citing a senior White House official, that Scaramucci was having dinner at the White House with President Trump, the First Lady, Sean Hannity, and former... Oh, that part got cut off. So, and, and someone else from Fox News. Um, who leaked that to you, he asked. I, could, uh, I said I couldn't give him that information. <laughs> he responded by threatening to fire the entire White House communications staff. <laughs> what I'm going to do, I, I'm going to try to read it in his voice because he's got a ridiculous voice. What I'm going to do is uh, I will eliminate everyone on the comms team and we'll start over, he said. I laughed, not sure if I really believe that such a threat would, uh, not sure if he really believed that such a threat would convince a journalist to reveal a source. He continued to press me and complain about the uh, staff he's inherited in his new job. Uh, I asked these guys not to leak anything, and they can't help themselves, he said. Uh, You're an American citizen. This is a major catastrophe for the American country. Uh, So I'm asking you, as an American patriot, to give me a sense of who leaked it. Um, So then, you know, they go back and forth for a little bit. Um, Give me a clue. How about the first letter of his name? (laughs) Yeah, right, basically. So he... um, he then asked, uh, is it an assistant to the president? He asked. Uh, again, I told him I couldn't say. Uh, okay, so I'm going to fire every one of them, and then you haven't protected anybody, so the entire place will be fired over the next two weeks. <laughs> so he said he'd fire the entire communications staff. Um, He's which... saying, who got your job? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I asked him why it was so important the dinner to be kept a secret because it seems like it was a pretty innocuous you know meeting um surely i said it would become public at some point uh i've asked people not to leak things for a period of time and give me a honeymoon period he said (laughs) they won't do it uh he was getting more and more worked up he eventually convinced himself that previous was my source (laughs) uh they'll all be fired by me he said i fired one guy the other day uh, I have three to four people I'll fire tomorrow. <laughs> I'll get to the person that leaked to you. Uh, Ryan's Priebus, if you want to leak something, uh, he'll be asked to resign very shortly. The issue, he said, was that he believed Priebus had been worried about the dinner because he hadn't been invited. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's is a fucking paranoid schizophrenic, a paranoiac, Scaramucci said, making up a word, apparently. Um, he channeled Priebus as he spoke. Ooh, Bill Shine is, uh, coming in. Let me leak the fucking thing and see if I can cock-block these people the same way I cock-blocked Scaramucci for six months. <laughs> Priebus did not respond to a request for comment. No bitterness there. No, not at all. Uh, Scaramucci had the job for six months? What? No, no, he, he, he's saying that, that Priebus cock-blocked him from getting a position in the... I can't believe he used that fucking phrase. This guy is a communications director for the White... This is beautiful. Uh, so he, um, so yeah, he, he was basically saying that he prevented him from getting a position within the administration because he didn't like him. Previous didn't. I, gee, I wonder fucking why. 
He's such a. Oh, so he was trying to get this job for six months. I see. He was talked about when they were doing cabinet nominations, and and, and, you know, ultimately decide not to give him a job because of his uh, stellar communication skills. They they thought of him right away. So uh, I called the FBI and the Department of Justice. He told me. Um, So Scaramucci also told me that unlike other senior officials, um, he had no interest in media attention. I'm not Steve Bannon. I'm not trying to suck my own cock, he said. Uh, speaking of I'm not the greatest to... part was the author of that. She goes on Twitter and she's like, I can't believe I got to write those words in the New Yorker today. I'm not, sure. I'm not trying to build my own brand off the fucking strength of the president. I'm here to serve the country. Uh, Steve Bannon also declined to comment for this story. Um, he's probably fuming because these oh guys are God. all so petty oh they're so petty they're such a bunch of petty little bitches it's unbelievable so he reiterated that Priebus would resign soon <laughs> I, by the way uh, well I'll get to it at the end of the story So, uh, and he noted that he told Trump that he expected Priebus to launch a campaign against him uh, he didn't get the hint that I was reporting directly to the president he said and I said to the president here are four or five things that he will do to me. Uh, his list of allegations included leaking uh, the Hannity dinner and the details from his financial disclosure form. Um, which are public. Yeah, which are public, by the way. So nobody actually leaked them. That's what he was furious about. Nobody actually leaked them. They were public record, um, which he later found out. And he's like, oh, shit, my bad. Uh, he cryptically suggested that he had more information about the White House uh, aides. Okay. Uh, th- by the way, this is this is a quote from him. Okay. The mooch showed up a week ago. He's <laughs> he refers to himself as the fucking mooch. Uh, this too is good. This is too good. This is going to this is going to get cleaned up very shortly, okay? Because I nailed these guys. I got digital fingerprints on everything they've done through the FBI and the fucking Department of Justice. <laughs> what I interjected? Well, the felony they're going to get prosecuted probably for the felony. He added. The lie detector starts, but then he changed the subject and returned to what he thought was the illegal leak of his financial disclosure forms. I asked the president, uh, I asked if the president knew all of this. Well, he doesn't know the extent of all that. He knows about some of that, but he'll know about the rest of it first thing tomorrow morning when I see him. Uh, Scaramucci said he had to get going. Uh, yeah, let me go, though, because I got to start tweeting some shit to make this guy crazy. <laughs> I can't, this fucking guy is such a clown. Uh, minutes later, he, he, uh, he tweeted, in light of the leak of my financial info, which is a felony, no comma, by the way. Uh, I will be contacting at FBI and at the Justice Department. Hashtag swamp at Reince45. So he, oh, my God. <laughs> Which then he had to go back and delete that tweet. He deleted it later on. So this guy is a fucking clown of, of, of the highest proportions. So in the aftermath of this, um, just as of today, two big news stories that came out of this, because in any other fucking any other administration in history of the United States, Scaramucci would have been fired, obviously, for being a psychopath and you know going off like this. He's a communications director. How can you be so bad at communicating? Um, because he knows how to speak a language that Trump understands. <laughs> so did Trump fire him? No. Uh, Trump fired, of course not. Trump fired Reince Priebus, actually, over Twitter <laughs> <laughs> just about a couple hours ago. So that was fucking hilarious. Um, I think he might have gotten a heads up on that. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. I, I've seen a lot of people saying that he found out on Twitter, but, but we're, that element's not sure. But yeah, he announced over Twitter to the to the masses that Ryan's Priebus was fired. So uh, fired fired Ryan's Priebus over Twitter, and then uh, Anthony Scaramucci's wife filed for divorce. So you know, it's been, <laughs> the mooch. The His heart is mooch. broken. Oh my god! I, you know, I, I, can you imagine being married to that fucking guy? Like it, it, this has anybody been... who refers to themselves in the third person. Oh my god. <laughs> This had the to have been the last straw of a thousand fucking straws, like, for her. <laughs> like, this had to have been, like, I can't believe I'm married to this fucking guy. Now everyone knows what an asshole he is. I gotta divorce him. Like, that's that has to have been what it was. Because th- th- this didn't just come because of this. It was clearly, like, I, this is the last fucking straw. People know what an asshole he is. I cannot be seen associating with this guy. Well, anymore. I mean, Anthony, if you think about it, he was, what, li- he was liberal up until, like, six months I mean, ago. And I say liberal, liberal. Not progressive. <laughs> And now suddenly he's working for Trump. Like, can you imagine you're married to somebody for years and then suddenly out of nowhere they go from liberal to fucking like full on supporting Trump? Oh, unbelievable. So, yeah, this this, this was a crazy fucking week. Um, so maybe he's changed a lot. I mean, he's probably always very aggressive, I would imagine. Yeah, he's and always like a, a bully. Total bully. He's, he's obviously a bully. He's just ridiculous. He's, a, he's right just in. a ridiculous person. I. I um so yeah we're gonna miss this administration we truly are when oh, they it's go comedy gold. It's comedy gold i'm gonna be super glad to see him go and see president bernie sanders in there but I, I, <laughs> a small part of me is gonna pine for the days of anthony scaramucci and sean spicer and all these other fucking buffoons that just can't like spit words out without tripping over themselves it's it's, it's... trump should have just made a reality show with all his friends that's what this is we're living in the fucking apprentice white house edition i mean that's literally what we're living right now i mean he's firing somebody over fucking twitter i mean this we're, we're this is... well scaramucci called him up he's like this guy ryan's you gotta fire this fucking guy i told you trump you gotta fire this it's guy. It's like that, there's that part of the, of the apprentice where they all try to get the other person fired that's like literally what this <laughs> this is they know how to fucking push his buttons because they he probably still thinks he's filming the fucking show. He's so out of it at this point. So yeah, I I, I just you know we were we were, we were light on on the Democrats. I mean this week is that there was just so much craziness to talk about. Um, I, I typically pride us on holding the Democrats accountable, but I think they managed to mostly fly under the radar this week just because of the gonna pass this week <laughs> absolute dearth of fucking nonsense the Republicans did this week. So. Um, but I'm sure the the Democrats will do ten more things this week that'll infuriate me and should infuriate everybody else. Um, Chucky Schumer said that single payo is on the table. Yeah, no, they they're all doing real. Co- oh, what, did you see Al Franken running away from a TYT reporter? By the way, yep, asking him about yep. single payer. That was real fucking courageous. Big progressive he is. Um, Gee, I wonder if he supports single payer. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, I can't talk right now. I gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. You know what you do if you have to go? Yes, I support single payer. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it another time. Goodbye. Like, he could have even said, We're, me and my office are looking at that issue. You could, you, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> can wake Bernie Sanders up out of a fucking sleep in the middle of the night and be like, you support single payer. Yeah, of course I support single payer. He, he wakes up going, I need everybody to join me on single payer. And you're like, Bernie, wake up. I wanted to ask you about that. And he's like, you wake up from payer. brain surgery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, seriously. So yeah, and that this... that ER is always going to have an A at the end, no matter what. <laughs> oh Christ! So yeah, that was uh, the... <laughs> it was a fun week. Um, <laughs> so 
uh, yeah, that's about it for us today. Uh, th- we, we got to a lot of stuff. We got to everything I wanted to hit. Uh, so I think we might do this in the future just because news comes so fucking, comes at us so fucking fast. It's really <laughs> hard to limit it to like two or three topics. Uh, there's way too much shit to talk about. So I think we can cond- condense it a little bit in that, in this way and just get to a lot of topics. Um, we can't stay focused anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, really. We, we end up going off on tangents anyway, so we might as well just make the whole show a tangent. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, if you guys like what you hear, please remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you know, share it out on social media. Uh, help boost the podcast. Uh, we will definitely be having uh, some big announcements in the coming weeks, uh, maybe as soon as two weeks from now. So I would strongly suggest subscribing and uh, following us all on social media, following Sam on social media, at Ronan for Progress. I'm at A Monterulo on Twitter. Uh Adrian's at Sanders still. LaDonna is at, uh, do you want me to say your Twitter handle? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. At, uh, is it Polybent? At Polybent, P-O-L-I-B-E-N-T. Yeah, the political bent on Facebook. Okay. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow and stay up to date with what's going on with us. Do um, you guys have anything else you want to talk about this week? Or oh, I think that's pretty good. Lenny got to the mooch. <laughs> we got to the fucking mooch. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, come back next week and join us uh, if there's still a country in a week on the Hour of Wars podcast. <laughs>